As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Well, hey there, it's Megan. Welcome back to another solo episode on the Built to Last show. Today's episode is when clients become friends. Interesting question, huh? I think I'm going to start out with one of the things that we are taught, especially in the coaching world, when we are in business development programs. Now, I was not taught this as a client in a business development program. However, I was mentored by someone for quite a few years and worked for the company full-time. And this was something that was taught there. And I see it a lot. I see it in, in different coaches, social media posts. I hear that a lot of clients have been taught this when they come into my, my world from other coaching worlds. And that is never coach friends and never become friends with your clients. It's like a do not enter zone. And for a really long time, the way I conducted myself as a business owner, as someone who has a lot of influence around, you know, on the people who are watching me on social media, clients, I, never really let people in on who is Megan. Because like, think about it. The people who are your best friends in life, just think about like your best friend ever. Think about that person right now. Does your best friend know more about you and who you really are, your personality, the skeletons in your closet, your past, your quirks, your isms, like they know so much about you, right? Your friend, right? They know so many things about you. And then look at your coaches. So think about any any of the coaches that you've worked with or business owners that you've worked really closely with over a long extended period of time. Do they know just as much about you as your friend does? Or actually, let me rephrase that. Do you know just as much about your coach as you know about your closest friend? Now, the answer is probably no. Maybe they're not going to divulge every single one of their secrets, but who do you have the closer relationship with? Probably your friend, probably not your coach. Now, I'm not going out and suggesting that as a business owner, you go treat every one of your clients like they are your best girlfriend. So hear me out on this. I'm going to share with you the four roles that your clients need you to play in their lives and in the coach-client relationship with, with them. Especially as coaches, we are often taught you are the coach. You've got the coaching credential. You have the skills to coach, be the coach, and be the business owner. 
but that's not very dynamic and it's only one side to you. You can only get your clients so far if you are only playing the role as coach. Or, you know, you may not be a coach. Maybe you are an agency owner. I have clients who own branding and marketing agencies. Do they just know you as the creative director of their big projects? Think about that. So one of the roles is coach. Okay. You do want to play the role of coach, even if you are not a coach. So I am talking to all service-based entrepreneurs here. No matter what it is that you are offering, no matter what capacity you're working with your clients in, you want to be the coach. The second role that you also want to play in the coach-client relationship that your clients are craving, regardless of whether or not you are identified or labeled as a coach, is mentor slash leader. I kind of use those words as one and the same, right? They need you to be a mentor. They need you to be a leader. A leader is someone who is linking arms with your clients. You are partnering with your clients. You are not sitting on a throne. You are not hiding behind a velvet rope. You are not untouchable, unaccessible. You know, if you really want to be a leader who is leading leaders, then you must operate like a leader and a mentor to your clients. Number three is teacher. For many of the actions you are asking your clients to take, it's going to require that they develop a certain level of skill set in areas where you are highly skilled. It's why they're coming to you. They don't have the actual skill. There are going to be times where depending on the level your client is at, you know, if they're super early stage in, let's say they're really early stage in business and you're teaching them how to grow a business. There's a lot of teaching involved with that. You can't just coach them and lead them because you can't just coach someone to develop the skill. They need to be taught the skill. You can teach the skill through, there's lots of ways you can teach the skill. I used to be a high school teacher, have a master's degree in teaching. But identify the skills your clients need to learn and improve upon and develop so that they can go out and start taking action. And of course, as they're taking action, they are going to develop their skills even further and continue to improve. But they also are going to need you to be the teacher from time to time. The fourth role that your clients need you to play is friend. And this is the one that I don't think we're talking about enough, especially in the coaching world. And maybe it's in every field and industry. I had such an extraordinary experience last week. If you listened to my podcast episode last week, you'll know that I recorded that after day one of our Rise to Legendary Mastermind Retreat. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It was fantastic. Uh, This was the 14th retreat that I've run in that particular mastermind program. I started that program in 2017 because I saw such a need and a gap to serve the already successful, confident, established veteran business owner who already has in-demand services, but they're not yet making millions and millions of dollars. And they're well into at least the low six figures. So they're well into the multiple six figures, even the low seven figures. You know, it's a dime a dozen to find coaches and course creators 
who are targeting early stagers, newbies, and beginners, just go hop on Facebook, scroll through, and every single ad, I mean, almost, I'd say 99% of the ads that we see, it's targeting people who are in the getting started stages of whatever they're getting started in. The masses, which is about 90%, and I'll just speak about business because that's my ideal client. Uh, 90% of people who are starting businesses online make less than $100,000, okay? My target audience is making above $100,000. So I'm speaking to the 10%. Now, I noticed this back in early 2017 that almost everyone is targeting at least one of their most lucrative programs they have that's bringing in millions, like seven figures, if not eight figures. It's talking to people who are just getting started or early stage, and they just haven't quite figured it out. And then you have these other groups where you also don't belong. And you already have to be making multiple seven figures or even eight figures to get in them. Or it's a mastermind that is very celebrity focused. and Or it's a mastermind where there's hundreds of people in it. So I thought, wow, what about the people who have gotten themselves to 350K a year. And they're, they've kind of been there for a little while. What about the person who is at 500K a year, annual revenue in their company? What about the person at 800K a year? What about the person who's been at a million? Maybe they just got to a million. Maybe they've been at a million over and over and over again, and they cannot get past that. Where do they go? They've already taken the courses. They've already taken the groups. That's not what they want. There's almost nothing out there for them. And that's why I started the Rise to Legendary Mastermind over four years ago for that segment of the marketplace. Now, I have had many coaches and marketing experts tell me, Megan, that's going to be so hard. That's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. So if you're going to do Facebook ads, you need to target people who are making less than $100,000 or else your ads are going to be so expensive or they're not here on this platform, or it's just going to take so long for you to generate clients that way. I have had numerous leaders provide that piece of information to me. And that, you know, it kind of bothered me for quite a while. And so I, the programs that I was publicly selling for the last five years, they've always been to people who were under 100K. And I've never really publicly led with my mastermind program for folks that are at this level. Now at this level, those clients are very mature typically. And I won't bring someone into my mastermind if they're not emotionally, psychologically, and mentally mature. And they are looking for more than hiring a coach who sits on a throne as a guru who you need to bow down to and you need to praise like they are your savior and you need to morph yourself into living the kind of life they're living. You're not looking for that. You are looking to be part of an inclusive, diverse group of established, veteran, successful, confident women entrepreneurs who are serious about growing their business and they also want to live an incredible life because they're probably 
in entering into or are already part like inside of the second half of their lives. So if the average age is like 80 years old, I mean, I'm 39, I turned 40 this year. I'm I'm entering into the second phase of my life next year, right? And the majority of the people in my program are in their 40s and 50s. I, there's one person, the youngest person is 38. She turns 39 in a few months. I'm 39 and then everybody else is 44 to I think 55 or 56. And combined, our group right now, we have a combined 120 or more, I might be off on my math, combined years of business building entrepreneurship experience. And quite a few people have got years and years of corporate experience. So a person kind of in this stage of the in-between, like I said, they're looking for a group of people that are a true community on their level. You are looking for collaborative opportunities. You are looking for resources that you can tap into. You're looking for people who can promote your work. You're looking for guest experts who can come in your program. You're looking for JV partners. You're looking for strategic partners. You're looking for people who you can hire to work with you to help you in certain areas. You are looking for deep friendships. You are looking for bonding experiences. And that's exactly what we offer inside the Rise to Legendary Mastermind. We do in-person retreats. We have a weekly call. My approach is very mastermind style. I'm truly leading and building other leaders. I'm not the only leader in the group. Yes, I put the group together. I'm the one bringing all the people together. I'm doing some teaching on business. Yeah, I am. If we're going to have to put you know the leader hat on somebody's head, it's mine. However, I'm facilitating an experience and building a culture where everybody plays a certain role on the team inside of the actual mastermind, and everybody plays a leadership role. And everybody finds out what that role is once they are part of the mastermind. It becomes pretty obvious because it's very much based on their skill set and their gifts and their talents. So how do, how do we actually create this type of extraordinary experience with our clients. It's by playing all four of these roles, coach, mentor slash leader, teacher, and friend. And while we were on a retreat last week, that was probably the first sense of what that actually means, especially the friend piece for me personally. Now I've been, it's been told to me before. It's not like I've ever, never heard that before. Typically, what people will reveal to me in terms of how I'm perceived is very intimidating, extremely confident. You're so intimidating, like I'm afraid to even approach you. You can you come across like you have you are rocking it, you've got it all together. And if I don't have it together, like I shouldn't even step into your sphere. And I've even been told I come across like an ice queen at first. And then once you get to know me, obviously that's not the case. And when you operate that way and you, you become who you think you're supposed to be because you're playing this professional role, people are hiring you, they're paying you. And then when mentors tell you, like, don't become friends with your clients, you kind of put up this front that, again, you think you're supposed to play that because of whatever thoughts go through your head. Like, oh gosh, like if I, if I, let people into my world and see the friend side of me, they're not going to like me. They're not going to like what they see. 
And then they're going to wonder why they hired me. They're going to think that I can't get them to where they want to be with the results that they want. And that's why they came in the program. They're going to learn things about me that they didn't know. And it's going to rub them the wrong way. They're going to think that they joined one person's program, but it's really somebody else's once I'm in, you know, whatever. I'm going to lose clients. I'm going to lose my reputation. Uh, people are going to find out I've been lying about who I really am this whole time. I think that the the biggest one is we fear all those things about us that make you know any of our friends who we've become friends with over the years really fall in love with us. And it's why we became friends with them. The things that make us the most likable are the things that we fear people are going to dislike the most about us. And that's really what I mean by be your client's friend. I'm, I'm not suggesting that you go out and party with your clients. I'm not suggesting that your client becomes the shoulder you cry on. I'm not suggesting that you're just like chit-chatting like they're your girlfriends or you're just going on a girl's trip with them. If that happens, like awesome, great. That's not what I'm suggesting here. But what I'm suggesting is show your clients the friend in you. And you do that. By revealing those parts of yourself that deep down, you know, are the most likable about you, but you fear that they are going to be the most disliked parts about you. They're the things that make you the most attractive. They're the things that make you the most magnetic. They're the things that make you the most flirtatious. In fact, I think that the act of sales is actually extremely flirtatious. The act of having the most incredible relationship with a mentor or a coach or a leader, it's actually, it's pretty flirtatious. And I don't mean that in a sexual sense. So don't go there, ladies, gents. It's not sexual, but it is highly flirtatious. So are you being flirtatious with your own clients, right? Are you showing the most endearing parts of yourself? Now, why do we want to do this? We want to do this because It's you letting your guard down and it's you letting your clients in. It's you allowing your clients to really get to know who the real version of you is. The effect of that is that they will let their guard further down. They will start to reveal who they really are. They will provide you with insight and intel that when you have it, you will be a more powerful coach with them. The other piece that I believe is important to note here is that in order for this to work, because some of you may be listening to this, you're like, oh, I don't know, becoming friends with them, it's crossing a boundary. And like I said, it's not like you're calling them up when you're crying or your life is having a meltdown and you expect them to like come over and bring you chicken soup. That's not what I'm saying here. But something that is important is there's, there's, you still have boundaries in place. Okay. There's still boundaries and you can, you can honestly set those boundaries energetically. Um, It's not like you've got to have this list of rules that you hand over to your clients or, you know, they have to abide by some contract. Like, sure, you can have your rules, you can have your contract, but being friends with your clients and showing the friendly side of you and the friend side of you does not mean there is a non-existent it doesn't mean you're abolishing boundaries. And the way that you create this so that your clients aren't crossing your boundaries is that you develop a mutual love, trust, and respect between client and coach and between 
the community of clients that are all working together in the same program with you. Now, I'm not going to go into this on this episode because we don't have time for it. It's something that I demonstrate more than I actually teach. So I don't have like a course on how do I facilitate the development of love, trust, and respect between coach and client and between um, the community of clients. This is something that I do because it's who I am and I demonstrate it. So when you're in my programs and when you're in my Rise to Legendary Mastermind program, you will see that being facilitated. Now, when I'm with my mastermind clients, because it's so nuanced, they don't necessarily, they couldn't necessarily pinpoint, oh, that's what she's doing right there. I would have to tell them after the fact, that's what I was doing. Once I tell them after the fact, then they get it. So I demonstrate it. And then when I need to use it as a teachable lesson, I do. So love, trust, and respect between your clients and you are really important. And that is ultimately what is holding the boundaries in place. So I certainly feel this way with some of my mentors. Um, Oddly enough, it's with men. I've never actually had the, the best experience with what I'm talking about here. I've never had with female coaches. I think it, for whatever reason, this is much more challenging for female coaches because I don't think we have very many strong, confident female examples of what I'm talking about here. The best examples I've had in the, in my entire career from being a teacher to hiring men to be my coaches predominantly, the best examples I've had of this are men, the men in my world, you know, from my principal, when I was a teacher, my principal was one of the first people who showed me this. Um, actually I take that back. I had a male tennis coach. I had a private male tennis coach. And then he also taught, um, a group of us together for years. I had a male swim coach, um, my male principal. Uh, I've had a couple of female examples of this, but the men far exceed the women in terms of exemplifying this and demonstrating this really, really well between coach and client and in community and in community where there are both men and women and in community where the man is the only male and all the clients are women. So I find that to be really fascinating. And that is something that I believe is really lacking and missing in our lives, especially in the business world, where there are strong, confident, kind women demonstrating this. Um, And that's something that I feel exceptionally called to share and show, even if it's messy, (laughs) even if I'm not getting it right all the time. Uh, I am here for the challenge. and. I just feel so strongly compelled to lead in this way because I I do believe there are so few females um, who are doing this exceptionally well. So quick recap, when clients become friends, it literally changes the game. They get better results. They will become a lifetime client of yours. They will send you better referrals. They will form bonds and lifelong friendships with other people in the program. They will support each other more without your nudging. They will work with each other. They will hire each other. They will collaborate with each other. They will be strategic partnerships with each other. They will have greater levels and deeper levels of transformation. They will be more open to receiving your coaching. They will be more respectful to you, your company, your team, and your boundaries and your contracts. 
you will have more enjoyable experiences, more fun, playful experiences with your clients, especially if you ever do anything in person, you will be a much stronger, better, more confident leader, coach, and mentor and teacher when you let your clients see the friend side to you. So coach, mentor, teacher, and friend, that is what I've got for you today. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you have not left us a review on our show or given us a five-star review, go ahead and do that now. I would love to see how our episodes, whether it's the interviews or our solo episodes, I would love to hear how they are impacting you and your life. I would love to hear from you if you are someone who's listening to this in your car ride or when you're getting ready in the morning or in between calls or when you're eating your lunch, let me know that they are impacting your life in some way. I would love to hear that. Whether you leave a five-star review or you reach out to me personally on Instagram or Facebook, I answer all of my own messages. So feel free to reach out to me and the response will come from me. And if you liked what I was sharing about our rise to legendary mastermind and what it's like to be in our circle and go on a retreat with us. We do three a year. We just completed our Mexico retreat and we have two more this year. I have two openings in the month of February, 2022. So if this is something that sounds like it could be a great fit for you, you are already successful in your business. You're confident you have in-demand programs and services. You already have a substantial monthly recurring revenue. You've got a couple of team members already in place but you are like way beyond, you're also really established by the way, Um, and emotionally mature. We'll just throw that in. You are way beyond any type of early stage getting started, you know, that whole world, but you're not at this level where you're making millions of dollars, where the criteria to get into the program, it's just not, you don't fit into it, whatever that criteria is, because you're not there yet. And they're really strict about that. And you're looking for an approach that is simple, that is sustainable, that is about optimization. I'm a very big proponent of mastering fundamentals and basics. My entire retreat last week with people who've been in business, like, you know, triple the amount of time I've been in business for myself, our whole conversation about both life and business was about mastering the fundamentals and the basics and mastering simplicity. We also weave that into life and business. We have equally equal conversations about living our legacies now in both life and, and in business. So we talk about life just as much as we talk about business. So if you feel called to explore this further with me and becoming part of the Rise to Legendary Mastermind, simply reach out to me on social media, or you can email me at info at structuredfreedom.com. I would love to hear from you and explore if uh, one of those two seats is right for you. All right. Until next week, have an awesome weekend and I will tune in uh, for our next episode together. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. 
Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.